People of the internet, how do I am the African guy, this is that African show, and it's time once again to play the world's favourite nihilistic role-playing end of the world quiz game. Pack your bags, we're going camping. Going just up the trail to buy some records with Rob Jones. How are you, sir? How you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, you, you've got a couple of shows, so give us a quick introduction to them. So, if you want to hear me talking about hiking and camping and the outdoors and stuff, then it's just up the trail. And we sometimes I talk to cool people doing interesting stuff, and then other times I kind of try and be Billy Big Bollocks that I know it all in impart some of my wisdom to the to the trail community and then the other one is records and bands which is basically me and my brother talking nonsense about records and bands does what it says on the tin really um and you can get them wherever plugged in but yeah i i originally got into your shows from the uh hiking one which is weird because i know that the music one really enjoys like listening to a couple of mates talk about the music i'm actually into Mm-hmm. it's great to hear about that stuff uh but the hiking one was the first one to listen to and i'm not interested in hiking it just grabbed me makes me want to do more uh, i was i was going to ask you today about the uh, tips on getting into hiking but you've just done a show about that so all my yes. questions went out the window on that <laughs> yeah so i've just sort of changed the format a bit so i was talking to talking to people who were doing like quite epic stuff and then i've just kind of made it all a little bit smaller and manageable and um, I'll still be talking to people from time to time, but it's going to be a, try and be a, a bit more helpful. So, but the easiest way to get into hiking is to just go for a walk, and then next time, take a tent with you and make it a two-day walk. Is it just the tent or other things? Well, if you've got a tent and a sleeping bag, you're probably not going to die. So anything more than that is going to be a luxury. Like if you're hungry, take a stove. If you want something to if you want something hot to eat but you don't have to you can cold soak your oats you know throughout the day and have porridge for tea but because one of the things i had with uh hiking and camping was that uh the romanticized version where you have like a nice big open fire at the end of it or like, like yeah, no fire fires. going but that's not a thing well it used to be a thing and then um technology i think that it's well no that year scotland was on fire in february yeah so yeah it's not the best i get and i think i said on my podcast the other day that uh, unless you're in an absolute survival situation if you're having a if you're making a big campfire you're just being a bit of a burk really <laughs> just asking for trouble it's there's no need no need at all uh, any other myths about camping and hiking that need to be dispelled myths there's, you you know when you get to, you see on Instagram you get the or yeah, you're usually Instagram you'll get to the spot and it's beautiful and it's it's you know panoramic and other words I haven't quite got at the moment. There's always other people there. <laughs> like you want you like we head off in this country we head off into the wilderness and you're never more than about half a mile from a road. Even in like the most wild places, you can still see signs of life. So you get up in like on Rannoch Moor in Scotland, you know, two miles around the corner is a ski center. <laughs> and yet that's supposed that's marketed as the wildest place in the UK. 
Well, so we're not as quite we're not as hardcore here as um, as we like to think we are. Mm. So there's been some talk online of doing the uh, free peaks challenge with a couple That's of right. other podcasts. Uh, you graciously said you might come along if it's uh, possible. Is that one of those really kind of um, touristy spots that people do to get into it? Yes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I'm not usually one for these sort of challenges, you know, like the free mm. peaks challenge or um, you see a lot of these organized um, ultra marathons that go on. You should a lot down where we are on the Jurassic coast. So you do a hundred miles in two days and you go all through the night and it's all organized. You get, you know, you're doing it with 300 other people. I could think of nothing worse. <laughs> So I, I have ambitions of doing like an ultra marathon if I ever get into shape, you know, so you literally run a hundred miles. I'm not going to tell anyone about it. I'm just going to get myself in shape and go and see if I can do it. I don't need a, you know, a, a hot meal at the end of the first day and campsites and other people ruining my, ruining my buzz, if you like. Street people do suck. They do, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> but the other part of it is as well is like, as an experienced hiker, if you like, just putting my dickhead cap on, um, you get an awful lot of, oh, look at all the noobs going up Snowden because there's a train up Snowden and it's fairly accessible. It's quite, you know, it's, it's an easy hike or penny van up in, um, up near Brecon. But everyone started somewhere. Mm. So much like everything nowadays, there's an awful lot of gatekeeping around it. And I absolutely hate gatekeeping. And, you know, hopefully we can, help get people to the point where they can look down another sooner with my podcast. It's definitely a gateway drug to get into stuff that you need those things that are like, well, here's a yeah. challenge, go do it. It's fun. And then you get into it afterwards and think, oh, I can do a bit more of this and actually seek out other yeah. different things where there's not so many people around. So on a scale of one to 10, how difficult is the free peak challenge? And um, what the Yorkshire free peak challenge or the national one? Uh, the, the Yorkshire one. The Yorkshire one, I would say, if you're relatively fit and you have a bit of determination, you'll be all right. Sweet. Yeah, they're big hills, really. They're not like they're not technically mountains, are they? They're are they Marilyns or Corbett's? But they're not. They're not technically Marilyns you know, and Corbett's. Different. They all have different different ah. heights of different names. So, um, but like the um, the National Free Peaks Challenge is. Um, Snowden, Scarfell Pike, and Ben Nevis in 24 hours. Plus, you see, you got all that driving to do as well. How difficult is that one? That's more difficult. But Amanda Holden just did it in full makeup. So, with a support team, obviously. But do you think she actually did it, or just just took the bus up? I did. I think we need to give some of these celebrities the benefit of the day. When they're trying, she did it for charity. She might raise some awareness. Mm. So Ben Nevis, how long would that take in general? I've only ever been to the bottom of Ben Nevis. So when we did the West Highland Way with the kids, mm. so like you come off the trail, the trail runs along the bottom of Ben Nevis. Um, and like my kids were little when we did that. Um, so the West Highland Way is like 96 miles from just outside Glasgow up to Fort William. Um, and then obviously if you want to go up Ben Nevis on like your last but one day you can, but we were knackered and like my youngest boy was only four, no five when we did it. So we kind of, we won't take him up there right at the end of it. So we need to go back. But yeah, you do Ben Nevis up and down in a few hours, I expect, if you're pushing and if you get good weather and good visibility. So I thought that was more of a challenge. It's sort of Ben Nevis, you get the image of actually being a mountain and need to do some proper rock climbing on it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. If you, if you go around to like 
like the north side and what they call the CMD arete. There's some proper technical climbing to get up oh, there. Got, yeah. But as most mountains are well trodden in this country, there's usually three or four different ways up every mountain. So, so really, we've just got some quite steep hills. Yeah. Oh no, when you get to Scotland, they are proper. They are proper then, and like Snowdonia and the Lake District are proper. You can get into trouble in them, and cool. I'll add my list of things to do in 2024. Maybe. Siri goes. <laughs> I struggled on 10 miles today. Yeah. So, changing up to the other podcast, uh, records and. Records and bands. That's what it says on the 10. The records and bands. Uh, top three musical acts Pearl Jam, Ben Folds, Rancid. Quality. E- eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> top three albums what of all time ever yeah if you had to i can give you top what i can give him a top one straight away it's do little by the pixies cool and the other two could be anything changes all the time (laughs) honestly i know that's a cop eight but the yeah um i did have a bit of an epiphany the other day i listened to nevermind for the first time in like maybe 20 years like from start to finish and i was like this might be the best punk record ever made. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, and I didn't, I, like, obviously I was into Nirvana, but I never really held it in such high esteem. And then after a break and going back to it, I was just like, wow, actually, I was wrong about that. So yeah, never mind, might actually be up there. Mm. Even though Nirvana wouldn't be in the top five bands for me, if you like. Really? I mean, they, they're pretty solid apart from the, was it Bleach? The first one's a bit hit and miss. Yeah, uh, never mind. Yeah. And then in utero, solid albums. In utero, is it, in utero. Yeah, is it like just the lack of albums, or it's like, well, then you had two albums or two good albums out of three or four. Is there four albums? I don't know. I'm always controversial. Yeah, well, they had yeah, and there's loads of like there's free, free studio albums, and then a load of like um live stuff was in there. There was the unplugged one. Mm. They only, like, but on that unplugged one that's heralded, there's they only play about four of their own songs. I think that's why it's considered a, a, a good album because it's like not just the greatest hits, really. Yeah, yeah, mm. I know, but I just think better bands came out of the same scene. But Nirvana is a very, very special record. Uh, sorry, Nevermind is a very, very special record. What are your thoughts on Soul Asylum? Um, there was what was the album of Runaway Train on? <laughs> I can't remember. And had somebody to shove on it as well. That was mm. the other big track off that album. I can't remember what the album was called, Because eh? I got a gig at London next week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I wouldn't have minded going to because they're supported by Everclear as well, which is like... Oh, go and see Everclear. Go and see Everclear, man. I, I'm yeah. sadly working that day, which is oh, it's kind of annoying. It's one of those I booked into work and then they, I saw the thing online saying uh, Soul Asylum and supported by Everclear. I'm like, that would be quite good to go to. It's it's kind of my era of music, which I was really yes. into. So in about 90... Is about the spring of probably the spring of '98 or the autumn of '97. We saw Everclear in Wolverhampton with Feeder, and Feeder are one of those bands. I saw them supporting Terrorvision in a, maybe the early '96, maybe before they had any records out, and they're really good as a support band. And then every time I saw them afterwards, and I've seen them six or seven times, they've been terrible, <laughs> like really, really bad. For a while on the podcast, it was a the running thing was like feed or get chucked under the bus every week but <laughs> but yeah so we saw them with everclear and everclear were amazing nice any bands from that era you'd like to see in their prime um 
I don't know about in their prime, but the the one band that I really want to see again because I'm kind of, I kind of decided that at 43 I'm kind of over gigs for a while, especially where it's quite difficult to get. That's anywhere. what I like, like the Soul Asylum way better clear mix because it was um yeah. it's that era of music and you know the people there are going to be like the same boat as you. It's like I don't really like gigging yeah. anymore, but I did like these bands. I mean, saw um be first in the Gimme Gimme's a couple of months back. And oh, it was like you? everyone my age, like you see punks in, yeah. and people in cardigans in the same room all having a laugh. And it was good fun because it's that era of music and the people you know would be the same age as you, same feelings about, oh, let's have a bit, a bit of a night out, shall we? Oh, let's have a bit of a mosh. Okay, there's another question we always ask at this point. How would you like the world to end? How would I like the world to end? Yeah, ideal situation. Well, as as opposed to how I think it is actually going to end. Give us a bit of both. How how would you think it's going to end, and how is it? How would you like it to end? I think we're we're probably in. I think we're probably in the the start of the end days already. To be honest, I think we're we're heading for you know ecological climate disaster, and we're well on our way. (laughs) It would be nice if we could just. I don't know. An alien invasion would be cool. Terminators would be cool because we kind of know how to beat them. We just got to decide who John Connor is. <laughs> yeah, who would who would John Connor be who in today's? Be the Terminators? I don't think we do, do we? No, who would John Connor be in our world today? Zac Efron. I don't mean play, but I mean like, could Zac Efron save the world? Keanu. Because he is a hundred. Keanu, you reckon? They're both a hundred percent man, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Zach Efron done an action role. I don't know. Have you seen him in Baywatch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, but I would. That's so, yeah, I, I, I reckon. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What does that siren mean? We'll find out what after this break. Go on then. Plug your socials. Give your links. Full on. For long plugs, this is then. Right, so we are just up the trail for the hiking podcast, so that's justupthetrail.com. And Records and Bands, for Records and Bands, is recordsandbands.com. Nice and simple, no messing around. I can't be doing with all that stuff, to be honest. As darkness engulfed the world last night, a shadow followed it. A shadow of a billion plants growing quickly to giant-sized proportions which instead of the releasing their usual life-giving oxygen, started emitting a poison which was specially formulated to target human beings, sending them quietly and painlessly to sleep forever. It was a plan of the global plant population had been fermenting for some time now, one that they all had to agree on doing, and one they really had no fight back on with any party. So the human race is a virus that needed to be wiped out once and for all. So it was decided that today is the day the Plantopolis Plantopolis I'm leaving all that in would begin (laughs) and we created this audio drama stuff but they did make one exception they would save a single human one who had been kind to it enjoyed it and left no trace upon it that guy sadly got killed when a plane crashed into his house due to the pipe falling and sleeping at the wheel one of the things the plants really did take into account when putting this whole thing together. So they chose you instead. You seemed all right. 
I'm also a gardener. <laughs> Oof, I didn't like that. <laughs> what don't they like the hose and the pesticides? I was going to put out a fact there, but I think it's actually one of the questions I've written down. That's why I know oh, it. Okay. <laughs> what it's they funny, often... actually, because I, I am actually a gardener. I, like, I work for the council in the, in the posh garden, so there you go. They must be thinking of someone else. <laughs> what they're offering you is a something unique. They're willing to assemble the ultimate starship, one humankind could only think of creating. And it will be 100% living, breathing entity that will be able to traverse and the vastness of space. Food and water uh, will be given to you to keep you alive much, much longer than you would have done breathing the substandard of air available to you on Earth. You can get some pod people to create down the line once they've gone through the pupating stage. They will have to test you though, like all things, you will have to work for it. First up though, what is your name sir? My name is Rob. Rob. Yeah. What are Rob. you going to call this amazing plant ship? I shall be Mr. Pompous Dick and we'll, call, we'll name it after my wife. So my wife's name is Hazel, but the Latin of which is Coralus. The, the Coralus. Quite spaceshipy and soppy at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's quite a beautiful name. Thank you very much. Uh, we will appoint a pod person to assist you in the working of the ship. Who would you like your pod assistant to look and sound like? Who motivates you? Who motivates me? Hmm. Zac Efron in Baywatch? <laughs> Zac Efron in Budgie Smugglers. Yeah, please. Now for the next part. You have to decide on six things to take with you from Earth. They can be anything. Except no other humans can be taken. You must be reign of a pure and perfect snowflake. So which six things are you taking? So if my wife is no longer with us, I would like to take a towel. And not because of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy cliche. <laughs> so every November my beautiful wife decides to take the nice fluffy towels and put them in the loft. And she replaces them with those horrible microfiber camping towels because they dry quicker. So they don't mess up her washing system too much. You see, we don't have a tumble dryer. So just when I want a nice fluffy towel to get out the, to get out the shower with on a, I don't know, cold February morning, I've got put up with, a horrible scratchy horrible thing and i'm 43 i should be allowed a nice towel if i want one so you know if the world's ending and she's dead gone in the ground i should have a nice piece of egyptian egyptian co cotton to dry my never regions with do you, do you want the set you want the flannel the small size the mid-size and the large extra no i'm happy with twist. just a bath towel honest like I'm. I don't have huge needs. It's just a bath towel. Okay, cool. So, interesting first item. Your second item, please. So, if I'm meeting alien races, I've already met one alien race. Or oh, the plants have built me this ship, and then hopefully I'll meet some alien races while we're out and about. I'd like to try and explain to them what life and society on Earth was like, 
So I think the best way to do that, if language is going to be an issue, is with a game of Monopoly. <laughs> you just so start World Wars. <laughs> well, this is it. So with Monopoly, the worst game in the world, it's like you inherit money at the start of the game, which you then use to purchase property and charge extortionate rents to people who find themselves of, you know, like in need of somewhere to stay but can't afford to buy their own place. You, you take money out of public services and infrastructure in the form of a dividend. And if you get into bother with the coppers, you can pay a fine and you let out of jail whenever you like, as long as you pay the fine. And then if your mate in the cell with you, he's, he hasn't got the money, he has to stay there rotting. And also, also, just to get my controversial hat on now, like if you're a person of colour, you don't get to play properly. It's like you can roll the dice for like 300 turns, but every benefit of that dice roll goes to the white guy next to you. Mm. You know, so you roll a six, he gets to move his piece. But yeah, I'll take it. It's a kid's game. We'll have some fun. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, Monopoly. Universe is being destroyed in world wars, planetary wars, because <laughs> of Monopoly. Yeah, there we go. Very interesting choice. Okay, number three. Can I have, and I don't know if it'd be an app or a, like a cassette or something like one of those, um, learn, learn bird song tapes, because like, I, I see myself as a bit of an outdoorsman, but that's one of my weak points is bird song. I've never really had the time to sit and study bird song. And I'd really like to know what the birds are, even though there might not be any birds left. It might be the opportunity to actually know what they sounded like. But yeah. I, like I can, I can see a bird. I can tell you that's a great tit, and that's a cold tit, and that's a buzzard. And but just hearing them, that that'd be amazing. But obviously, I'm never going to hear them again in the wild, am I? So yeah, I mean, as it's the plants, I can probably give you a app which uh, works a bit like Google Translate. So you're not only learning the bird song, you can learn the language completely as well. Oh, excellent. Cool. Okay, and your fourth item. Can I take some Lego? <laughs> do you, yeah. Do you want to take a big box of it? Well, you Random said like you did say when we were planning this, I could have infinite amounts of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you could take so like can I have like loads entire, of Lego, entire cargo bay of Lego. It you wouldn't want fun. the kits. You you'd want like the separate. No, pieces. I just want blocks because if I get stuck, like if I got you know if I got nothing to sit on, I can build a chair. Yeah, um, mm. you can make, you know, if you've got enough Lego, you can build anything, can't you? I can build a desk. My kid went um, in one of his schools, they did this project where they built robots out of Lego and they were using them to, like on a small scale, and they were using them to try and do a, a model. Or they built, they built Lego robots, which they then programmed to build a model of a river regeneration pro program. Which sounds more complex. I probably explained it more complicated <laughs> than, but if the scale, so maybe, you know, if you can build robots that can dam rivers, you can also build terminators, <laughs> and you might need terminators. Um, but also, that goes really good for like setting traps. So if I'm, you know, if I'm trying to get a good night's sleep and I'm un unsure of my surroundings, I could just leave one block of Lego out in a dark room. Because someone will find it. Is that, is that how you do it on the trial? 
Yeah, what's on Christmas? That's how we do it. Let's get some Lego out there. <laughs> that's, we, that's what happens in this house. I go, I go to kiss my boy goodnight and end up holding my feet from Lego everywhere. That's true. I mean, if yeah. Like... So if I can have some Lego, it can be useful. I can make some stuff, and it might stop some buddies. Yeah, I mean, if you've got infinite amount of time, infinite amount of Lego, you can build entire cityscapes with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay, number five. Can I have one of those backpacks like they have in the computer games? So like in in like Red Dead Redemption, Minecraft, and well, all computer games, they have an inventory which is stored, you know, it stores like blocks of coal or infinite ammunition and just loads of stuff. But then when you see the character, it's just such a, it's like a tiny little knapsack or a little thing on their back. So if I could carry all of my stuff in a Magic Mary Poppins style backpack, that'd be amazing. Well, that would be coming quite handy, actually, wouldn't it? Going to Alien Planet, pick up some samples, throw an alien. Yeah. All little bag. Steal all the resources. <laughs> While they're playing Monopoly. Yeah, that's it. While they're fighting over Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and your sixth and possibly the worst item on everyone's list. What is it? I would like to take the guitar that I stole from a homeless man, please. I'm tempted to ask why, but I'm also tempted not to ask at all to leave it as a mystery. <laughs> but I've got... So I, right, I didn't actually steal it. So I work as a park keeper and we have quite a um, vibrant homeless community in the park at times. Um, and we have to move them on and it does my head in that my boss makes me move them on because they're in the park and they're safe and they're not doing it causing any bother but some prick mm. in a big house don't like looking at them so i got to move them on so I, I basically i leave them there as long as i can and then my boss gives gives it me in the neck i've got to give them then give the homeless person a letter saying be gone in 24 hours um we're going to round up all your stuff, stick it in the shed. And if you don't collect it within seven days, we're going to throw it in the bin. So these guys came down the park. They were camping. They were fine. I said to them, if you keep it tidy, then, you know, don't make a mess. Don't be a nuisance. I can probably stretch out as long as I can, um, which ended up being about a week, which is a pretty good effort on my part, to be honest. Um, hmm. And then I did get a proper bollock in and I did have to take all their stuff away. They're not there when, you know, they've moved on. They, like the tent had been empty for a couple of days and i found this guitar in the in the tent so i put put, it, put everything in the shed and after a week no one had come back for it and it was all about to go in the tip and i'm like i'm not having a guitar going the tip so so if i went to that much effort to look after the guitar then i should probably make some effort to save it from the end of the world as well pretty good with the guitar are you no i'm terrible <laughs> honestly you're like campfire strummer at best I reckon that homeless guy was better playing than I was. Okay, your six items are a fluffy bath towel, not none of that microfiber bollocks. The game of Monopoly. I'll give you a um, well, unlimited Monopoly, so you can give to everybody. Because I think I think after giving to one group of people, they're probably going to destroy it. <laughs> An app to learn birdsong which is uh, learning their entire language and each individual language of the birds. Excellent. Okay. Uh, blocks of Lego, entire cargo bay full of them. 
all different pieces, all different sizes. Uh, backpack, very popping style from computer games where you can put stuff in it, it just doesn't change size. And the guitar you stole from a homeless, homeless man. All happy with them? Yeah, delighted. Anything that didn't make the list you would have put in there? Maybe? Honorable I was mentions. struggling to make the list, to be honest. No, I was struggling <laughs> to make a list. I was stuck on five for ages, and then I thought, oh, Lego would be good. <laughs> cool. We did say you'd have to earn those items. So here we go. There will be six tests for you to pass. Pass them, and you'll be granted an item. Fail, and you have to sacrifice one of them. The first test is compromised of seven multiple choice questions. Get five right, and you get to take an item. Get more correct to gain additional guesses at future questions. Your subject was... National parks in the United Kingdom. Feeling confident about that choice? Depends on the questions, doesn't it? What's your <laughs> not? What, what what's your knowledge of the na national parks in the United Kingdom? I know we have them. Oh, brilliant! So I might be all right then. <laughs> yeah, speaking to you just uh, now, it's it seems that you do know your shit. So this might be a cakewalk. <laughs> I just find the correct. Or very thing. embarrassing. <laughs> okay. How many national parks are there? 12, mm. 14, 15, or 18? So forever, they, they, forever there was 12, and then they added a couple. So I reckon like it's, if we include in Scotland, I'm saying 14. So 14, possibly 15, because there's one that kind of borders on being a national park, and whatever a national park is not. I don't know what the actual, what is a national park? What, what qualifies it as that? Just being a it's, huge it's park. Gi it's given national park status under the 1948 National Parks Act, I believe, <laughs> or something like that. There, 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 there's a piece of legislation from 1948. So, okay, so there's 14 or 15 of them. So either they would have been a pass. How many of them are located in Wales? Five, four. Free or about free fifty. I had to remember that you give me multiple choices then, but there's free in Wales. Uh, do you want me to name them or not? Yeah, go on then. So in Wales, you've got Snowdonia, Brecon Beacons, and is it the Pembrokeshire Coast? For a bonus one now. <laughs> what is the largest of them all? Would it that uh, be the Kangorms National Park? Multiple choice on that one, either. Sorry, <laughs> ruining right. your format. No, I just I'm just reading it now because I did it a while ago. I'm like I, I had to put the uh, spelling down and how you pronounce it down next to it. <laughs> Karen Gorms, I've got written down as the pronunciation. Hope that's right. So, which animal features on the National Trust emblem of Dartmoor? Oh, bloody hell, I was looking at it. It's a pony. Again, not even need the multiple choice. I was there last weekend, so, or two weekends ago. So. so you've already got an item. These questions Excellent. are now just for bonus answers. Still in Dartmoor. If you walked one square mile of Dartmoor a day, how long would it roughly take you to walk the entire park? Roughly a year. That was the hard one. Didn't need the multiple choice. Okay. It, it is something like 368 square miles, isn't it? Yeah, just I think it's just over. Like that. So, yeah, 
I only know that because a friend of mine um, is aiming to walk in every square mile on the Borden survey map. And I think he's up to about 300 so far. So. so what rare and amusingly named mineral can only be found in two places, one of which is in the case of the Peak District? So what rare and amusingly named mineral can only be found in two places, one of which is in the caves of the Peak District? Is it Fuckerlite? Falconite? Coming tonight? Or Blue John? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You've got me there. Shall we go with the um, first one? Fuckerlite. Fuckerlite. <laughs> there we go. Fuckerlite. Is incorrect. No, it is Blue John. Blue John is it a type of granite or something? Then is it? Yeah, something like that. Okay, someone <laughs> just saw the name and thought that'll do. <laughs> Did yeah, no it... further research. <laughs> I, I, I quite like coming tonight. Yeah, <laughs> chance to be a fine thing. I've been married for nearly <laughs> twenty years. Snowdonia. This is your last question here. Snowdonia, home to the mountain Snowdon. What do the Welsh call it in their native language? Oh, piss right off. <laughs> this is designed so I can swear poorly in another language. Okay. So, okay. Go on. Urwiva, Richt and Yil Nidava, Arjin Guta, Diskle, Riove, Kail Yeye Ki, Ovelki Ai Dai Gok. So one, well, two, three, or four. I knew the answer. <laughs> I was unsure of the pronunciation, but I really wanted to hear your multiple choices just to. So yeah, I'm going to say, well done, that man. But it's <laughs> the first one, ear with a, with, with a, yeah, the first one. That's correct. Thank you. I like um, Velki I Daikok. It's a, like a dog with two willies. Brilliant. Yeah. Can you email me that? And I use it when someone's <laughs> up there. What's it got? Shining like a dog's testicles, which was oh, display real Velki Yayaki. You shouldn't translate these. You should just wait to see if you get any feedback from the episode. <laughs> David, two times will be emailing you. Okay, at the end of that round, you got seven correct. Even though you got one wrong, you got a bonus one there. So you've got one item and two extra guesses. Excellent. So which item are you taking? Um, I'll take the towel, please. Make sure we got the towel. Okay, Fluffy Tail is going with you. Yeah, second subject, a little bit different. The music of Ben Folds. Any standout tracks or albums you'd recommend for someone looking to get into his music? All of it. Good answer. Yeah, honestly, all of it. Yeah. Okay, so he Thing was... with Ben Folds, right? So mm. Ben Folds is one of those artists that I like, but no one else I know likes. And I've spent hours on my podcast trying to explain to people why he's so good and they don't get it. And I just think I'm... I'd rhyme. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I think he's amazing. I think he's the greatest songwriter on this planet. You can keep your Venons and McCartney's. I'll have Ben Folds every time. Thank you very much. I mean, he did the thing with William Shatner, didn't he? Yeah. And got like an amazing song. Out. Well, actually, got a pretty good album out of William Shatner, which is yeah. genius. Um, and then he's just done something at the, um, I think, at the Kennedy Center after because uh, Shatner did his um, little suborbital flight, didn't he? Mm. So they've just done something with uh, like the Washington Symphony Orchestra, like which Ben Folds was conducting, and uh, and uh, Bill Shatner as well. So it's probably worth looking out for. Yeah. But he's also done uh, 
collaboration albums with or a collaboration album with um Nick Hornby, which is quite interesting, you know. Um, and for about 15 years there's been rumors of a collaboration with Neil Gaiman, which I think would just be like amazing. So I'm really I'm hoping those rumors are true. They've been tickling around for a while, so I'm gonna have to dig around these music, see what I can find. It's like not William Shatner related. <laughs> so he was slash still is in the band Benfold Five since 1993. Uh, had numerous breakups and reunions over the years, but they only released four studio albums. Can you name them all? All the all all the solo albums or all the all, all the, the studio albums of the Benfolds Five. Benfolds Five. Yeah. So you had Ben Folds Five, then yeah. you had uh, Whatever and Ever Are Men, and then the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner, and then they got back together to do The Sound of the Life of the Mind. Have you got that one? Yep, that is correct. You take another item. Um, Do they have another album that wasn't written down? <laughs> um, there's, there's like a collection of um, b-sides and rarities called naked baby photos i think and ben folds also did an album called fear of pop which i think is where that bill shatner song crops up um anyway um i'll take the guitar what i stole from a homeless man please guitar what you stole from a homeless man is going with you so the last single released by ben folds five was 2012's do it anyway mm -hmm. who was featured in the music video do you need the multiple choice on this one no, nah, it's a Fraggles. It's a goddamn <laughs> Fraggles. And if anyone says, why do you like Ben Folds? Because in 20, what, uh, 2012, 2013, whatever it was, he brings back the Fraggles. And and this year, he's done some work for It's a Small World, Charlie Brown. So Fraggles, Peanuts. What more do you need? Yeah, what item's going with you? Which album is going with me? Probably... No, what, uh, what item's going with you? Oh, sorry, sorry. Um... Take the Lego. Hang on then. What album's going with you as well? You can take one of the Ben Folds albums as a bonus. I'll probably probably take the sound of the life of the mind. You're doing so well. Okay. Ben Folds, first solo album, Rocking the Suburbs, was released the same day as which era defining event? I'm not getting the multiple choice on that one, because you look so smug and <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's nine eleven. Correct. And, but then, but then, to be fair, who's buying records like on nine twelve? Yeah, it's it, you know, it's not a good thing. Is it? I bet he lost about hundred thousand record sales because of that. Probably more. The bastards. I was looking up events that happened that year, like because um, you got to go question wise, you got to figure out stuff that's happening around the time. So it's got George W. Bush was declared president. Uh, America declared war in Iraq, um, or Richard Reed the shoe bomber failed to explode. Uh, yeah, the shoe bomber fails to explode on a flight from Paris to Miami. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I researched this. I found out I actually went to school with the fucker. Like he was in the sixth form when I was in oh, the first yeah. year. <laughs> so there's a weird thing. It's like, oh shit, he went to the same school as me. Yeah. While I was there, I didn't go to school with anyone famous. Not even for, not even famous for being a dickhead. Like, but... <laughs> okay. So what item are you taking with you? Got Monopoly, Lego, Birdsong. Oh no, I've got another one there, haven't I? Um, yeah. What have I got there? Monopoly. Uh, uh, no, I'll take the bird song take, please. I'll make well, sure I, I get have the to bird speak song. bird. Yes. 
So last specialist object, Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. So how would you rank the five films in the Jersey trilogy? So what? The first five what films. The Jersey... Oh, okay. Um, I really, really do like Chasing Amy, even though I, I, I know the youth of today see it a bit more problematic than maybe yeah, children it, of the 90s did. It did but... age well. But yeah, it's a good film. I think, I've, but I think the intentions are honourable, so we, it kind of get should get a pass. Yeah, he did say it was, he's, there was something about him writing a science fiction movie, and he went, oh, "Have you not seen Chasing Amy?" So he's he's quite right. Just about it. Yeah, but also it's quite from what I understand as well. It's like it's somewhat autobiographical in that he's going out with a girl who's much more experienced in love making, shall we say, mm-hmm. and. You know that's that's where the, the stem of the idea came from. So um, I do have a soft spot for chasing Amy. More rats is all right. I like Clerks because it started it all off. Are we including uh, Dogma and Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, first five yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Dogma's the best, isn't it? Really, in terms of as an actual piece, it feels like he's actually accomplished something there. That whereas the others he's, seems to be trying a bit, maybe. And obviously his first one was his first film. Yeah, I, I, I put more rats quite high up nowadays. I used to love Chasing Amy. Yeah. I think more rats is kind of my favourite. I don't know, it was, it's, right. he did the indie stuff with clerks and then they gave him money and it was like him at his peak, yeah. Kevin Smith with a budget. And I was like marketing and they said, oh, you need to do this, you yeah. need to do that. But yeah, I love all those first five films. But then did, have you seen Red State? Yeah. Yeah, I think I thought that I thought that's fantastic until the last until the end where they clearly just run out of money. But I just thought I, I couldn't believe I was watching a Kevin Smith film. Yeah, they but shut I the bed in the last act, but yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And then after that, it was just <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, Clerks Free is okay. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's fine. What I like about Kevin Smith is the fact that he goes basically like go out there, make a thing, you know, make it as good as you can make it, you know. Do something that that you love, and then work out how you're going to get paid for it. Which I, I know you kind of like when he's in that position, it's easier for him because he's already got a nest egg, if you like. But mm. the sentiment of that anyone can write a script, anyone can produce a work of art. You just need to start working at it. I really like that. Yeah. So Smith has a production company, Viewer Scoop Productions. What was the third film to be produced by them? The third film to be produced by Viewer Skew. Yes. From... Was it Chasing Amy? More Rats? Drawing Flies? Or Vulgar? Oh. Is it Vulgar? No, because that was his mate's film, wasn't it? Vulgar was uh, Brian Johnson's. Yeah, I, that's why. That's what threw me. I thought it might have been his mate and maybe that snuck out. Or was that a bit later? Uh, Volga, I think, was made quite early on, but I think the production side of it took a while. So I think that was like nearly 2000 that come out. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. That, but you have a spanner in the works because he's always helping his mates out, isn't he? So, yep. Okay. So you've got one bonus answer still. So you okay. can have a guess at this one. Unless you want to save it for the last question. No, I'll save it for the last question. So you're going to have to sacrifice something then? Well, Monopoly can just fuck off, can't it? <laughs> That was just me trying to be cool anyway. So, <laughs> so Drawing Flies was the third film produced by them. Oh, right, okay. It was, uh, produced, it was made by Malcolm Ingram. Yes, that's the other fellow, because he's also made documentaries about 
Kevin Smith, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. most likely with Brian Johnson, with Volgo, Kevin Smith financed yeah. it. Starred Jason Lee and Jason Mewes, Renee Humphrey and Carmen Lee. Uh, so Jason Lee's ex-wife. Okay. Who's now a very outspoken critic of the church and Scientology, apparently, due to all the gang stalking they did to her. <laughs> Funny, I might put you off a bit, eh? <laughs> I've, I've got friends in the Scientology, Scientology community, much like I've oh, got in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you have sacrificed one item there. Not a clean sweep, sadly. But on the last one, you've got two guesses at this. Yeah. Not including Goodwill Hunting, which he was rumoured to have a hand in, but including the Jay and Bob Silent Reboot, which sadly was a thing. How many Kevin Smith films has Matt Damon appeared in? Matt, as in Matt Damon. Um, yeah. So it's two, on, so it's three, four, or five. So how many films has. Kevin Smith says Matt Damon appeared in two, three, four, or five. We, and we're including reboot, are we? Yep. Um, three. Being correct. Four. Correct. That bonus one coming in there. You do get to take What's your fourth one then? Back, because back. um, so he's in Dogma. He's in. Jane Silent Bob. He's in Clerks too, Clerks too, isn't he? Does he crop up in Clerks too? Nope. No, what, no, go on. Jan Jan Bob reboot, Dogma, Jersey yeah. Girl, and Chasing Amy. Is he in Jersey Girl? Yeah. He's uh one of the film executives, I think. Oh yeah. Much like yeah. he's in Chasing Amy, he just pops up in the background as a cameo. Yeah. In one ah. scene. <laughs> but you do get to take do you your like backpack. Jersey Girl? Yes. Do you like Jersey Girl? Yeah, I love it. I think it's amazing. It's got it's full of heart, and I like that. Yeah, it's one of those films where and I also like Ben Affleck. Yeah, it got panned because of the whole J Lo Ben Affleck thing, and then they cut loads of stuff out of it. And I'm like, they should have put more J Lo in it because it would have more yeah. depth, not oomph when she yeah. actually pops her clogs kind of thing. Yeah. Spoilers. It's ben sorry. Affleck is one of those that I will. Sorry. <laughs> Ben Affleck is one of those that I'll watch a thing just because he's in it. Much like, I don't know, maybe like my granddad would have watched anything with John Wayne in it or, you know, people might have done that with Tom Cruise in the past. If Matt Damon or Ben Affleck are in it, Affleck especially, I'll watch it. I think he's great. <laughs> Not exactly Efron levels like, but, you know, if you are. So at the end of all that, you have one fluffy bath towel, an app to learn birdsong, Entire cargo bay, unlimited blocks of Lego, a backpack, a bit like Mary Poppins, unlimited space almost. Well, not unlimited space, just uh, compact space. A guitar, what you stole from a homeless man. And your bonus, the Ben Foldified album, Sounds of the... The Sound of the Life of the Mind. Sound of the Life of the Mind. Okay, we've got all those things. Unfortunately, something's happened. We'll find out what after the break. Hey there. AdBot3000 here. It's good to be back on that F-King show, isn't it fun? Next week, this is going to happen. We're meant to be in space. I didn't realise Glasgow was in fucking space. <laughs> Glasgow is space now, but yeah. Toy Pillar. I can tell you a lot we have Toy Pillar. I can open things with a torty peeler, I can cut things with a torty peeler. I can't eat a torty peeler, but 
That's beside the point. This is a weapon. Take some alien races out of it. Exactly. <laughs> See? And we're back from that rather exciting advert break. <clears throat> Nothing happened at all. Nothing. So something has happened. What we've got now is fate is going to take over. The fate of the dice. Six things could happen. Six sides of a dice. Oh dear. Sadly, two people have stowed away in your plant ship. The plants missed them. They're now stuck in one of your cargo bays. It's the empty cargo bay, so you don't actually lose anything. But you're now stuck with two people you may not want. You get to choose which list they come from, though. List one or two. Which one do you want to go with first? Number two, go on. List number two. Okay, you have... Um, the list chosen by Kim shoots things. The list of Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, or Tom Cruise. And we roll the dice. You have Tom Cruise. <laughs> Wicked. Tom Cruise. Can he do all the my stunts? Might be pretty handy in a fight and like any action scenes you need to do. And for the next person. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I haven't got the Monopoly though, have I? Yeah, when you play Lego with him, I'm sure you can play guitar yeah. as well. I, I reckon I can fuck him up with a block of Lego. <laughs> okay, so two lists. Uh, which one do you want to go for the second one? You want to go stick with list two? I don't want to do with him. No. Um, <laughs> go on, go number one this time then, just for hilarity's sake. Okay, you got the Z1 pod, their list. Well, on their list, they have Kirsty Orsop, Blippi. Who? No idea about that one, Blippi. I have to look him up. Logan Paul, Liz Truss. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Or anyone that says Cheeky Nando's. Don't know who the better option is there. Can I just take like are these are these Logan Pauls gonna get put for a table this weekend? <laughs> and you have Kirsty Allsop. Oh for fuck's sake. All she's gonna talk about is fucking buying houses as investments and oh, flowery dresses and property portfolios. You can shut up her ass. <laughs> Fuck her up with some Lego as well, I tell you. Now, you do have an option to jettison them out of there. Yeah, get, rid of, get them gone. But you do lose two items if you reject them. Right. So you, you lose two items and you don't have any stowaways or you keep them on board right. handy. That will be good in the fight. You can push Kirsty also up in the way while Tom Cruise does some kung fu. To be honest, right, if Tom Cruise can teach me kung fu or how to hang on to a side of an aeroplane or climb the Burj Khalifa, then I don't really need to learn birdsong. So that's a price I'm willing to take to get rid of... Uh, sorry, I don't like it very much. Do <laughs> so he's out there with Julia Bradbury. Bradbury is one of like the worst people on the telly, surely. 
<laughs> Let's get a Jetson bird song for Kirsty Allsop. Yes, please. Okay. Not a bad chip still. Get rid of the, get rid of one tip with another. Hooray! <laughs> so you're gonna set off in your journey, but just where you leave the earth, the plants open up the speakers on every available plant-based audio device for you to give your farewell speech to humanity as it gently slips off into its final sleep. You also get to play one song to broadcast to the rest of humanity as it finally thankfully ends. So you want to pick a song? Right. So I was thinking of songs and obviously the um the bullshit cliche is REM. Ben Folds. Oh. There is a Ben Folds song <laughs> called All You Can Eat, which is basically about rampant consumerism destroying the planet and how we just don't give a fuck about it. And that is actually the chorus. They give no fucks. So you get a bit of singing from me. Um, but I think I'll go with You Can Take It With You by the Lemonheads. Because it's just a little bit of a fuck you, isn't it? To everyone that says you can't do stuff. So I'll have that. And I actually spent some time writing a speech. Okay, you'll leave your final speech while this plays. I'm sorry we didn't treat you better. I mean, we all said we would, but like iPhones are cool. And I know we promised to stop chucking shit in the water and you thought we changed. And we did for a bit after that Attenborough fella made us feel guilty. At least until that little girl came along and spoke some sense and called bullshit on us. And our guilt turned into rage. And fuck you, I'll have three bags of white cucumber. Thank you very much. And yeah, it's probably too late to ask for forgiveness, but you know, you're a bit shit in bed and you never had my dinner ready when I got home. And oh, that's a different rant, isn't it? Should we just, <laughs> should we just finish with, um, I'm sorry, please forgive us. <laughs> All that's left for us is to bid you goodbye. com for your effing Joe needs and desires. There's my Patreon on there. Go on there. Give me some money. I'll draw you something. Maybe a willy. I'll do that anyway. Freebies, mate. Email fkinghello at gmail.com for your grundle pics and hate mail. Say goodbye. Unfortunately, something's happened. We'll find out what after the break. What has happened is I got fucking cramp in my leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stomp it. Oh. <laughs> Leave this in. <sighs> You're right. Oh. <sighs>